What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Talk to Us Nice. You're listening to Mika and Kelsey. And this week has been, there's been some ups and downs. Lots of things pulling us in all different directions. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And just like every other news journalist on TV have said, it's spooky season. It is spooky season. I mean, it's been a spooky fucking year. This is my favorite I mean, I feel like everybody sounds so basic. I love fall. I love it. But I do. I love fall. I do. It's the fucking, it's the best season. I'm sorry. Like, you watched Hocus Pocus October 1st? This bit. <laughs> I have, yeah, I've been watching spooky things every night too, just to get myself in the mood. Last week, um, I watched the debates. That was pretty spooky for me. No. I just, I need a break. I just, <laughs> After watching the presidential debate on Tuesday, was it Tuesday, this past Tuesday it happened? I mean, does it matter? <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't because it was a farce. It happened on a day. Uh, we'll talk about that later with SNL as well. Yeah. It was like watching the debate team in high school that like didn't win any debates. They didn't travel to other schools. We kept them hidden. Because <laughs> they were terrible. Home games only for the debate. Home games only. <laughs> six people in the crowd i don't even think i had one of those i didn't but once again i watch a lot of tv once again what's up degrassi (laughs) (laughs) we bring every episode back to degrassi that's just the way it is honestly that's gonna be the little what's it called the The egg egg. the easter egg how many times does mika say degrassi in all the episodes of talk to us nice and yeah we're gonna make it into a drinking the limit does not exist we're gonna make it into a drinking game we're gonna gonna be fucked up. shot for shot me and my friends were also talking about how so as you know drake he had that new song out and he mentioned that he dated SZA back in the day i think it was like what mm-hmm. 2009 or something like that we just realized like drake talked too much i love him i love me some aubrey graham like you already know i still see a future of us but i'm just very much a person who likes my business to be my business i just feel like he got a big ass mouth i'm just like why do you talk so goddamn much that's a red flag for me it's the red flags for me we have a lot to talk about this week so let's get going with the show So last Wednesday, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend opened up about unfortunately losing their son, which they named Jack, due to problems with the pregnancy. And they just confirmed the pregnancy back in mid-August. It's just, it's so unfortunate and it's so sad. And my heart really breaks for them because Mm -hmm. they've been struggling. They've been very open about their fertility struggles and this was the first baby that they had conceived naturally, I read, which it just breaks my heart because they really just, you see how much they love their kids. I want to be Luna so bad. Luna is one of my favorite celebrity kids. I was this close to hitting follow on like a Luna fan page <laughs> on Instagram and I was like, girl, chill. No, she's going to be like, she's going to reign supreme. It's going to be her mm-hmm. blue, her blue and north are going to be taking over the world. Yeah. Low key, I love Stormy. I love Stormy. I think she is so cute. She's so polite. I love her. So you could put Stormy right up there with the I see your face and I don't care. Stormy's added to that list. Fine. We'll add Stormy. Make room for Stormy, everybody. Shy, cute as <laughs> Also, true. Let's get it. She looks like the realest. No, no, out. no. We can't have them all. But like, why? Because- I excluded some. <laughs> Because I said so. I mean, you know what? Okay, if we're going to take out a child, then we're going to take out Northwest. We're going to put Chicago. Okay. But Shy can't be without True. That's her best friend. You know, then we're going to just have to cut them all together. And it's just going to have to be a duo. And it's just going to be Blue and Luna. And that's But also Saint. I love Saint too. You know what? Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. We're done with them. You can have your exclusive squad. And I'll just have the rest. But anyway, Chrissy Teigen was about halfway through her pregnancy, they were saying. It's about, halfway is about like 20 to 24 weeks. And they were so excited. You know, they started calling the baby Jack, as you said. In one of her captions, she wrote, we never decide on our baby names until the last possible moment after they're born, just before we leave the hospital. But we, for some reason, had started calling this little guy in my belly Jack. 
So he will always be Jack to us. Jack worked so hard to be a part of our little family and he will be forever. Yeah. Another like, terrible thing about it is just a lot of people had a lot to say about how she chose to, you know, announce that it happened. There was obviously, I don't know if there was a photographer there or, you know, it was pictures that you know, John took or whatever the situation may be. But it's also none of our goddamn business how people choose to process their grief. No, not at all. And it's completely fine if they chose to do it over social media. And that's like the brand that Chrissy Teigen has built for herself is just like this raw, authentic, vulnerable, you'll see all sides of me, show you my good days, I'll show you my bad days. I think it's completely fine that they chose to put that business out there because so many women have experienced miscarriages. Like miscarriages are so much more common than people talk about. And that's the whole thing. It's, yes, let's normalize this topic. It happens. Yeah. People always want to show their good days and their happy moments on Instagram, but that's not how real life goes. And I feel like Chrissy's always been super open about every part of her life. So I don't know why people were so shocked. I mean, obviously it's a devastating thing to see. Yeah. And no one wants to see their faves so, you know, down and sad. But that's the reality of the situation. You need to understand that these are people. Mm -hmm. And they're just like you and me, just a lot more money. A lot, a lot more. Let's emphasis on the lot more. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, you had celebrities like Kate Beckinsale, who also announced that she lost the baby 20 weeks in, in defense of Chrissy Teigen. It's just sad that anybody needs to defend her. Like, I understand everyone can have their opinion on certain things. Always. That's just what happens. We got a whole lot of opinions. That's why we started this podcast. But I'm just, I don't know. I'm never a person that's like writing the negative things I feel about a celebrity or anybody underneath their posts. Like, what? Yeah. And yeah, that's why I really appreciate what Chrissy and John did because they didn't have to tell anybody. They don't have to share any of their lives with anyone online. And yeah, grieving happens in all different ways and all different forms. And who are we to judge the way that she wrote on her post, every day can't be full of sunshine. On the darkest of days, we will grieve, we will cry our eyes out, but we'll hug and love each other harder and get through it. And that's all you can do. Yeah. You can only just Mm -hmm. try to push yourself forward and the next day is always going to be better than the last one you just had. So our hearts go out to you, Chrissy and John. We hope that you, Luna, and Miles are okay and just staying strong in this time. In some other baby news, we got Nicki Minaj. She has a baby. We don't know anything. We don't know the sex. We don't know when exactly it happened. But the baby's here. Miss Mommy finally got her dream. This is what she's been like striving for for a really long time. So I'm actually very, very happy for her. She has her baby with Kenneth Petty, who is her husband. That's a whole nother story put together, but we don't got to discuss that. I'm happy for her, especially like she has her number one album. She has her number one songs. Her career has been exponentially great. This is what she's been striving for. Like she's always wanted a family. She's wanted the husband. She wanted the whole deal. And so now that She's just like, listen, I made it. Now's the time that I want to do this. It's here. I'm happy for her. Go forth and bring joy, Nikki Panaz. Now, so we would never really mention Jeffree Star on this podcast. We don't really care about him, but there's just no way we could let this absolute mess slide because we're all about the messy and we have to talk about this. (laughs) So a few months ago, after a very public breakup, Jeffrey posted a picture sitting on the lap of professional basketball player Andre Marhold. He played professional basketball for a German team. But, you know, at first, like, we couldn't see his face. Then comes the Instagram detectives. They found out who he was real quick and they figured it out from Andre's tattoos. If you have tattoos, like, people are always going to figure out when and where how and why, all the details. Don't commit a crime if your tattoos aren't covered. It's literally rule number one. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) it's it's very easy to put the clues together for everybody Mm -hmm. involved, you know? Jeffrey said a lot of racist things in the past, a lot of racist things. So like seeing him as a black man was very 
whatever it had my eyebrows up to the ceiling yeah this is especially after he's been in the media so frequently talking about how black women are apes and rats and gorillas he has spewed this racist narrative for years and years and years i don't know how he still hasn't been canceled yet i I don't get it really don't get it him and shane dawson can just go fuck off on some island together so when this news first came out I was like, well, I wonder how much money this guy's getting because it's obviously the biggest PR stunt. Like they were taking million and one photos in both of his properties, putting hearts everywhere and all that stuff. But then a woman who appears to be Andre's baby mama or ex-girlfriend, maybe both, I don't know. She was tweeting about the situation, implying that Andre was sending her sexual videos of him and Jeffrey and Jeffrey must be paying him, which... We figured that out from the first picture. Now, after spreading all of his business all over the internet and photos consistently of like touches and hand-holding and all that other extra nonsense, Jeffrey's now posting that Andre stole items from his home and leaving him on red. Honestly, same. I love leaving people on red though. It makes me feel powerful. So Jeffrey, he's been posting around. He said, since you can't answer the phone right now, can you give me all the stuff back that you stole from my house? What kind of fucking scum does that? Give it back. If you need a return label, just ask. And he feels like anybody who's hating on his relationships are homophobic. And it's not nah, homie. I love the gays. That's never it. I just don't like you. Yeah, it's just you, man. And yeah, I saw that they found Andre had a Finsta that he was using. Mm -hmm. where he confirmed that Jeffrey was paying him to just, like, keep this relationship with him. So I'm going to believe a Black man over Jeffree Star any day. 100%. Now he's pretending like he didn't know a whole bunch of things. He was like, this person secretly had no job and no money, not even a bank account. Jeffrey, you you picked him, first off. But also, just, like, he's trying to save face so hard. No, he needs to just, he needs to fade into darkness. Then Andre is just, I don't know, he's like auctioning off telling the truth or some nonsense. And honestly, I just think this whole thing is just garbage. The power of YouTube is garbage. I mean, nah, I wanted to be a YouTuber. I never tried though. But I was just like, damn, they're making mad money for doing the most ridiculous things. Oh no, I always knew I had a face for podcasting. This is right where I was supposed to be. I can't stand you. <laughs> honestly, I wish Andre the absolute best. I hope he got some coin. I hope he took some extra wallets, some like socks, just some things that you wouldn't necessarily know that are missing. And I hope he just lives his life and goes on his way because he did his job. We thank you for your service, Andre. talk about the hour of greatness that was thrust upon us the rihanna savage x fenty show amazing volume do rihanna really just single-handedly said vicky secret get the fuck out of here i don't know her sorry i don't know her you won't be missed opening glorious that dance in the beginning gave me everything The entire fucking hour and a half, I was salivating at my TV going, is this real life? Oh my God. It was the diversity inclusion for me, honey. Truly. I loved it. I love seeing like different shapes. I loved the drag queens that were in there. My fucking baby Mm -hmm. Shea Coulee, All-Stars season (laughs) five winner. And then we had Jada Essence Hall, who was also season, she just won season 11 or season 12. I don't know, the most recent season of Drag Race. But the shake of life for me. <laughs> Honestly, right from the beginning when they started playing Poetic Justice, which is my jam, I was just like, oh, I'm going to be in love. I already know it. I'm feeling it. I'm already chills. It's happening already. There were just a slew of names in this whole show. We had like Cara Delevingne. We had Rosalina. We had Bella Hadid. We had Demi Moore. To me more with her abs looking absolutely French kiss. I was just like, oh, I mean, I remember when I saw her in Charlie's Angels 2, full throttle, great movie, get into it. Of course. Everyone was like, oh my God, Demi Moore. How old was she then? I think like she was like 40 something. And now at 57, she's still killing it 
more than some of the women two decades younger than her. I can't even take it. She looked incredible. More Demi Moore, please. Give me more Demi Moore. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I know you. (laughs) Did you see my gears working in my head? I was like, hmm, I got something here. And then we had Big Sean's fine ass. He looked so good. He looked very scrumptious. That's the part where I was I started salivating. I'm not even gonna lie. We had Normani who she's just phenomenal. Do I have to single-handedly fire her PR team? Because I just don't get why she's always doing amazing featuring in somebody else's stuff. Where's my music? Where are all her solo projects? Cause she's just been she had her little dance routine in Cardi B. She was in this. What else did she do recently? I can't remember right now, but I just feel like Normani should be on top of everyone's list and I need her flowers to happen sooner rather than later. Well, it's because her flowers are being withheld from her by a little girl named Camila Cabello and it's because they're on the same record label. And for some reason, when they created Fifth Harmony from X Factor, they chose to like highlight Camila and not Normani, the true fucking star of the show. I watched that season. And even if I didn't, I just, I don't get what the fascination with Camila Cabello is. Give me Lauren. I mean, her songs have gone to, you know, number one, been on top of the charts. So I can't even say that she's not successful. But, ew. <laughs> we had a performance from Roddy Rich, DJ Mustard, Ella May, Paris Hilton looking fierce that's hot that was hot she looked real freaking good i mean she's always looked good she just changes her style with the times can't really make fun of past fashion choices when everybody was doing it it's like ashley tisdale i will never get that out of my head paris was the ultimate and the first like influencer yeah 100 percent legendary She's legendary. It's, I obviously knew she wasn't dumb. That's a lie. When I was younger, I did not know that she wasn't dumb. Yeah. But like growing up and you're seeing her brand grow and all this stuff still, you have to realize like, there is a brain there. She's not a moron. But to find out that that whole persona was just 100% completely fake and she did it for years and years, iconic. I was going to say cut her a check, but she has enough. Paris, cut us a check. We love you. We're supporting you. Um, Lizzo absolutely killed it as well. Looked amazing. Willow Smith. What? Everyone. I loved like the surprise appearances. Like people you just didn't even expect to be in it. And you're just like. Yeah, me when I saw Erica Jane. I was like, Erica Jane? AKA Miss Erica Girardi? The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Queen herself? We also have performances from Bad Bunny performance from Miguel I love Adorn like I can listen to that song over and over and over again it just makes me feel sexy and wanted even when I'm in a room by myself (laughs) (laughs) that song became everybody's wedding song the year it came out I love it I wonder what my wedding song would be I think about that all the time, you know, with no man in sight. But it's it's fun to think about. I ready. I have two. I have one since I've. Oh, been you already a little... have it. Good. I'm not. Oh, alone. of course. No, I've planned my entire wedding on Pinterest. I love this. My first original song, the OG wedding song for me, was Aerosmith. Don't want to miss a thing. I love that song. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's really. <laughs> I love Aerosmith. And... I thought Alicia Silverstone was everything, because she was like their main video girl. That's hot. And then my second song is Lizzo because I love you. I think that'd be a fun wedding song. That's probably my number one Lizzo song. We have Christian Combs. The men fashion? The different range of men? The dad vibes were out and I was horny for it. I was loving it. I just think it was just all together. It was just a fantastic show. She couldn't have done anything better than that. No, she is such, my favorite part was when she was like, as a child, you know, I didn't want to have diaries because I didn't want my mom to read. So I just kept the diaries in my head. I was like, that you're such a fucking Pisces. (laughs) 
I always try to keep like a journal or a diary, but then I would buy so many and never write in them. It wasn't until probably when I got into college that I actually started writing in these journals that were now like 10 years old. <laughs> I will journal sometimes. I did have a diary as a kid. My mom did read it. I don't really remember if there was anything juicy in there. But then I also had a friend read my diary. I walked in on her reading it. She was like, who you have a crush on? I said, excuse me. <laughs> That's when you kill people. First of all, how dare That's you? Rude. Yeah. That's so rude. Yeah, I used to just like, mimic my older sister a lot when I was younger. So if we went to Barnes and Nobles and she picked out a journal. I had to pick one out too, even though I never used it. I was going to say, even though you were a baby and couldn't write yet. You were like, I yeah, I was like it. nine. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, she's getting one? Dad, I want one. I'm just so proud of Rihanna and just seeing how much she has accomplished in her career. And she could honestly never make an album again. I'm really okay with that because she's giving me so much. I love Rihanna the way people love Beyonce. Like if someone told me I had to choose between them, I'm picking Rihanna. Wow. I just, that's just how I feel. But I mean, yeah, I can see the argument for that. I didn't really start pushing for Beyonce hard, hard until Lemonade. It's like, I would like some of her songs, but I was never like, I gotta see Beyonce (laughs) until Lemonade came and crashed into my world. And how late in the game was that? (laughs) Like, of course, you know, I, like, I loved Diva. I loved Ego. Like, of course, there were songs of hers that I liked. But it was the Rihanna film. The Hive is going to come for you right now. They're coming for you. Probably. As- Maybe I'll cut this out. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll stick my ground. We'll see. <laughs> Just think back to, like, when Pondu Replay came out. I would never in a million years say, okay, now this girl is gonna take over so many markets in the world. I was obsessed with her abs. Oh my god, this girl is amazing. Just because of her torso. But once again, congratulations to Rihanna for another successful show. Thank you for kicking Victoria's Secrets exclusivity out the goddamn window. Inclusivity only from here on out. How do you feel about SNL? I don't know. Watching the SNL skits for me, I was very lukewarm. I thought I would like Jim Carrey playing Joe Biden more than I actually did. I'm just going to be upfront about it. I felt like I was watching The Mask Yeah, as he was doing his skits. Like, he does the same faces for a lot of the characters that, you know, he's always done. And then Maya Rudolph came out. She said that WAP line, which is just, eh. And I love Maya Rudolph. I don't know. The skit didn't really do anything for me. It was Megan Thee Stallion. She saved it for me, period. Yeah, it was like, I was really excited because SNL had their season 45 cut short due to COVID. And then they started Mm -hmm. doing the home shows, which I was like finding myself enjoying just because it was just like something to do. I was like, oh, Saturday night. What am I doing? Staring at the ceiling? Let me put on SNL. So I was excited for them to come back, but I just felt like it was pretty like boring yeah none of the jokes really stuck for me i was really excited to see like you said jim carrey play biden because i love jim carrey and i thought that he started off strong and then i was watching the mask yeah it got weird i preferred jason sudeikis as joe biden to be honest i wonder who was like was it lauren hey we want a new Mm. guy or was it jason being like i'm not doing this anymore over it I got kids, you're not getting me into this goddamn (laughs) studio. Megan's performance, once again, is what did it for me. Chills. Um, Her monologue in the beginning, empowering as fuck. She deserved to have that moment. Yeah. And she's still defending Black men, even though a lot of them weren't there for her. And, you know, I am proud of her. She's just a class act, yeah. She looked hot. Always. That monologue that she did, oh, I'm just... It just spoke volumes. I just think she's been so tired. Like, she hasn't even addressed Tori anymore since he dropped that stupid album that nobody asked for. And she was just like, I'm going to do it here. I'm not going to go on social media and deal with this anymore. He's not even worth any more breath coming out of my body. And had her moment on SNL, and I think she did absolutely great. I think it was a very 
chilling monologue in the beginning. The performance is still great after. Two points for Meg. Yeah, and negative 15 for Tori for trying to shoot a music video during COVID while people are like waiting for the B46 bus. Get out of my borough. Once again, just like Jessica Krug, leave the Bronx alone. God damn it. Enough about him. I mean, there's nothing else to talk about with SNL. <laughs> I also wonder their guidelines that they had while they were filming. Yeah, I wonder what that was like for even just a studio audience. Well, you saw like Kate McKinnon pop in in her RBG costume, mm-hmm. but she wasn't wearing a mask, but she was next to all those people wearing masks. <laughs> It's very concerning. I feel like people think like checking the temperature is enough when you walk through the door and it's not. Actually not, no. So, but, you know, let's just pray that everybody was safe and everything went off without a hitch, you know, except for half the skits. (laughs) Hopefully. I don't know. It felt like when you're back at school and you're in class and the teacher goes, hey, we're going to all read out. We're going to do popcorn reading and somebody picks on you and you're like, do I know how to read? What the hell is popcorn reading? Oh, sorry. That must have been a Long Island thing. But popcorn reading is where you would read like a paragraph and then you would pick on somebody to read next. But you'd always pick on the person who couldn't read well. So then the whole class would laugh at them. Oh, so y'all are some real ass bullies. Yeah. I couldn't stand that. If someone couldn't read consistently, I would get so annoyed. There's no way I could pick somebody. I would get annoyed listening to them. Oh, no, I would never. I would just pick my friends because I'd be like, haha, now you have to. But there were definitely people who would pick the kids who sucked at reading so that they could laugh at them. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to make it. I remember now. I was just like, I would be the heavy sire, which now also seems pretty fucked up. (laughs) Kids are mean. (laughs) Kids are mean. I'm like, oh, I hate that they picked on them. But I I do remember being like, here we go. (laughs) That's so messed up. Really? You can't say (laughs) this is hard for you? God. I remember someone said Island instead of Island. My eyes couldn't have rolled further back into my head. You went, like, into a coma. Oh, youth. Speaking of the youth, reboot of The Craft, the trailer came out. Amazing. Amazing. I cannot wait for this movie. I loved The Craft. I thought that movie was everything. I used to say, we are the weirdos, mister, all the time. No one was even asking me anything. We are the weirdos, mister. (laughs) I wanted to be a witch so bad i was so into that stuff i remember i was in camp and i was like yeah spells are real like i was defending it so hard but yeah so the trailer has come out apparently it's not going to be the exact same plot they all have different names and things like that but it's probably going to follow you know around the same yeah storylines we have Trans actress Zoe Luna from Pose, get it? I have Lovey Simone from Cella and the Spades, and I love her. I'm very excited for the roles. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how they're gonna tie in. I think it's gonna have to do with Nancy. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I think the main girl is somehow related to Miss Ferruja Balk. Oh, that's why she has a picture. Mm-hmm. I get it. Look mm-hmm. at that. Connecting the dots. This is why we talk. This is why we talk. Happening. I can't wait. I wonder who's going to be like the teen hot heartthrob because. Oh, they showed him. Yeah, it seemed like the same. What was the guy's name in the original one? Chris? Yeah. It seemed like the same vibe. Like he was like, he picked on her on the first day of school or something like that. He was, you know, an average white boy. He's no ski all rich. No Skeet Ulrich. Skeet was it back in the day. I mean, he's still it in Riverdale. He's still it now, yeah. <laughs> I used to want, I, oh man, I wanted to do that, that seance part so bad, but you know, it was just me doing all four parts and that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a coven of one is pretty lonely. <laughs> but nobody wanted to do it with me. <laughs> hey, there's a witchcraft store right by me. We could go in and party. Let's get spooky. No cool witch says that. I also like that Michelle Moynihan is acting again. Did she stop? 
what was the last thing she was in? Wasn't it the latest Mission Impossible or something? She like made her, she came back with her reoccurring role. Oh, I don't even remember her being in that. Wow. I was going to say Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, 2008, Mission Impossible Fallout. 2008, 2018. <laughs> wow, 12 years. <laughs> she's back. Um, apparently she's also in this show called Messiah. And she was in 10 episodes of that, and that was this year, so. Must have missed it, I guess. Yeah. It's like my mom. My mom was like, oh, whatever happened to Cardi B? And mind you, this is like a week after WAP came out, and I'm just like, just ask what she's doing. Don't act as if she's been irrelevant just because you haven't heard about her. <laughs> she does that with everybody. <laughs> Moms. That Cardi B, she hasn't been doing any music lately, right? No, she has the number one song in the country. I'm pretty sure it's the number one in the world today, but yeah, sure. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to podcast. Let me tell you why. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or from your computer. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere that you listen to your podcast. And guys, do you love money? Because you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go right ahead and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now for our weekly recap of Love Island. So this was the finale week of Love Island. And honestly, I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself now. I missed them on my screens already. Yeah. Well, I missed Justine and Caleb on my screen already. Let's be real. <laughs> Maybe some Calvin. Let's throw some Calvin Calvin let's throw, Yeah, let's throw some Calvin love. We're stands now. I do like him. I forgot what he said on his Instagram story. And I was like, oh, that's why I wasn't interested when he first came in. It was something super cheesy. And I was just like... <laughs> Calvin, just shut up and look for him. I mean, his Instagram's like Calvin on the cob, so. Very true. I should have expected it. Like, Did you see him like, oh. speaking in Portuguese? He speaks like fluent no. Portuguese. What is he? White. You said that like, why are you even questioning <laughs> it? He's white. I mean, after just going through his Instagram, if we're just going to go through the investigations I've done, his Instagram, his dad and his sister being the two to come onto the villa screen and then once again his instagram i just got white in this episode we got their final dates we had carrington and laurel who got the like joyride carrington was so obsessed with this car i feel like laurel didn't even need to be next to him and he still would have said it was the best date he's ever been on yeah i think if you gave any guy a sports car to drive through the grand canyon they'd be wet from that as well <laughs> Like, he walked back in, still with the driving gloves on his hands. <laughs> Next, you had Justine and Caleb. They had a helicopter ride. They looked so beautiful. They were just glowing, once again, color-coordinating. <laughs> they finally said, I love you to each other. So goddamn sweet. Oh, So sweet. They had the best date out of everybody. I'm a nighttime date person. I'm not not even gonna lie like i'm not trying to be all up in the sun in the desert with the sweat mustache on my face so i'm not even gonna front i would have preferred a nighttime date true but you have to also realize they're in vegas that's like dry heat so i don't really think they're sweating too much when i went to vegas i thought i was choking and it's just because i stepped out of the airport so once again i reiterate i want a nighttime date <laughs> okay visually their date looked like the most fun yes I will say that. <laughs> Visually, I love you to each other. We're so cute. Justine was so giddy. I just want her to have a lifetime full of happiness. Yes, I love Caleb, don't get me wrong, but I'm just all about Justine. We're all about Justine, yeah. When she said, I found love three times, I found love with myself, with my man, and with my little chicken nugget talking about Sally, I thought that was, that was so cute. And they're like Celine. They call themselves Yeah, Celine. Team Celine. I thought that was adorable as well. I don't know. Just seeing Black Love on national TV, we won. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. We won just on that alone. I think that Moira looked beautiful when he was taking her out on the date. Mm-hmm. 
that was one time like I had to give it to Moira. I think she looked absolutely gorgeous. And he was loving it as well. It was so awkward though. <laughs> like just what? seeing the string like quartet in their mask and Morris. Hi guys. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, well, if you don't sit your ass down. If you don't sit down and pretend to eat. And then <laughs> Calvin's never had an oyster. He was going to choke. I always loved the night dates because I, I feel like they put candles everywhere. And yeah, it's kind of cliche because it's mostly just dinner and dancing. But I'm just like, wow, look at this face. They did this just for me. Speaking of which, Johnny and Sally. Johnny saying that they cleared the theater out just for them as if a pandemic wasn't going on. <laughs> Get it together. I mean, they had it at a theater because Johnny's a performer and... I just think it was just fit very well. <laughs> and then we had the finale day. Girls got to pick out their dresses. Men got to wear some fly suits. Once again, Calvin in the pink. What's good? <laughs> and the dresses for the women. Okay. Not gonna lie, I was like pretty disappointed. I was very disappointed because those weren't the dresses that were on the rack. Well, it's never the dresses that are on the rack. Yeah, I remember even with the UK season, is they always have the the dresses they have out in the open and then they have them pre- put on pretend dresses but it's never the dresses that they end up actually choosing but laurel was the only one that i was like wow actually morris wasn't bad either more morris just just reminded me of prom 2012 i don't yeah. know but it didn't look bad or anything i actually thought she looked really good but the the other dresses say it say I it with your not chest. said one bad thing about say it right now i have not said one bad thing about Queen Justine and any of her style choices until she came down in that dress. And I I was, I anticipated it so much. I was so excited to see what she finally chose. And I was just like, no, it's not the dress for me. <laughs> like the mesh didn't even match her skin color. So you could just tell. And it was loose in certain places. It didn't fit her at all. It didn't fit her. And I was just so sad because I was like our final look that we needed to smash it out the park. And it just didn't hit, man. I said, no, ma'am. I'm just like, someone sabotaged her. She kills every outfit. Why is it the final outfit that they're just like, no, we can't find this in your size. Get out of here with that. She's like, do you think I can maybe get another dress? They're like, no. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about it. Once you touch it, that's yours. (laughs) You touch it, you bought it. But, you know, in the end, it was down between Johnny and Sally, Caleb and Justine, and Jaleb Hive pulled it out for the W. And I couldn't have been happier. I literally screamed at my TV. Jaleb Hive, rise the fuck up. This is for us. It was so great. First Black couple to ever win Love Island. That's including UK and that's including Australia. And it was just a very big moment. It was just so amazing. And I was just so happy that I got to see it. I couldn't believe it. Because I thought, I as much as I wanted them to win, I just, in the back of my mind, was like, okay, well, no Black couple has ever won. So is this even really going to happen? Are they going to pull some shysty shit with Sally and Johnny winning? You can't see Justine and Caleb and how their relationship grew and how they speak to one another, how they communicate, how they support one another and be like, nah, I'm still for Johnny and Sally. I liked Carrington because he brought me entertainment, but if it wasn't for Laurel, there's no way he was going to make it to the end. There's no way. I think the public just liked Laurel. Everyone was like, he's so hot. He's so hot. I don't know what happened towards the later episodes that that's when he started getting hot. I don't know. Did his hair grow two centimeters? Because all of a sudden I was just like, did he he comb his hair back a different way? Carrington's looking kind of good. I feel like he was like... (laughs) taking the girl's biotin and yeah and then yeah he had johnny there to give him a fresh shape up that's all i needed i don't know i was just all of a sudden i was just like whoa carrington does look kind of hot question mark <laughs> it was weird it was really weird but justine and caleb two are winners who i knew as soon as they got together would become this power couple so happy to see them win she was like, I finally found the apple to my Android. And she's saying that they can't even FaceTime because she doesn't have an iPhone. But 
you know, Justine, we're trying to get you on the show. What's up, girl? We DM'd you. (laughs) (laughs) We may or may not have DM'd you multiple times and Caleb. So hope to hear from you soon. XOXO. (laughs) So once again, congratulations. You guys deserved it from the beginning. Like, I think the way that your relationship grew and blossomed, the way you listened and supported each other was such a great thing to see on national television. And we wish you guys nothing but the best. Now that Love Island is unfortunately over, we thought we would have nothing to do. And then it clicked to us, we love Bachelor Nation. And that is coming up next week. We're so excited to talk about this season. Claire, who I was initially very, very excited for. I watched her season with Juan Pablo. I watched Winter Games. You know, I've seen her multiple times pop up in Bachelor Nation in general, but apparently it's just going to be the messiest season yet. And we live for the mess, so we're very excited to start doing weekly recaps. Honestly, it's what got me back into watching The Bachelor when I heard that it was going to be messy as hell, I said. Mm -hmm. That's right up my alley. Once I heard that it was one woman and a ton of men vying for her attention and doing pretty much anything to get it. So I said, I'm in. This season, it's something that's never happened before. It's actually going to be the most dramatic season yet, Chris Harrison, because halfway through, Claire decides that she doesn't want to be the Bachelorette anymore, which has never happened. In all the seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, most of the time, even if they know who they want, when there's maybe four weeks or something left, they still stick it out and they yeah. still just you know, go through the dates, kiss whoever, do what they got to do, even though they know who they're picking. And Claire was just like, no, thank you. I don't want to put any more energy. I've finally found the one that I want. I'm going to bow out gracefully. I'm going to bow out. Not gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a new bachelorette and it's Tasha, fan favorite from Colton season and Bachelor in Paradise. But now there's also information that there might be more than one bachelorette in general. There might be a panel. So apparently Becca Kay has come back. So is Hannah Ann from Peter season. I genuinely don't know what is going on and what's going to happen, like how the structure of the show is going to be, which is why we can't wait to do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't wait to dissect this show weekly yes. and figure it out with you guys. They're not even changing out the men. So they kept Claire's men and also brought back men that Claire sent home. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> and so, so you're basically just giving Tasha leftovers. And all these guys knew that the Bachelorette was going to be Claire. It wasn't a secret until the very end. So... They came here with one goal in mind, and that was for Claire. And now you pick somebody who couldn't be more opposite of the type that Claire is and said, have at it, boys. Here's your new bachelorette. She's looking for love as well. That's just crazy. I, I think that's why they're bringing the other, apparently, like, that's why they're bringing the other two women. Because they felt like there wasn't enough sizzle on Tasha's one day of meeting the guys who weren't there for her, who are somebody else's leftovers. Who they probably found out about it. You know, we found out about it before they probably did. So yeah, we're excited to talk about this mess. Hopefully you guys stick with us. We're going to be doing it weekly. We might have a little surprise coming for you on a website so you can have some fun with during the week with us as well. So for this week's Talk That Talk, we wanted to talk about toxic friendships. And if like the one have, that we have. The one that we're in right now. <laughs> but just um, if you've ever had to deal with a shitty friend, have you ever been a shitty friend? Have you ever had to cut any friends out of your life? Because mm-hmm. I feel like it happens to all of us. We're not all friends with the same people we've known all our lives. I feel people can have different ideas of what they think that they bring to a friendship that you might not necessarily agree with. Mm -hmm. Like, they're like, I do this, this, and this, and you're just like, where's this? 
when did this happen? You know, so it's just, it's kind of not an illusion kind of thing, but people put different levels of effort where they might think that they're putting in all this energy and you're not feeling anything because they're not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I mention it a lot. Like loyalty is a very, very huge thing for me. If I feel like I can't trust you or if I feel like I have your support and I actually don't, it's like cold water being thrown on me because it's such a huge part of what I put in any relationship that I'm in that if I don't receive it back, I'm just like, wait, what? (laughs) Who? No, that's so true. Yeah, for me, yeah, you just have to, I don't know, all my friends in my life, I ride so hard for. And if I feel like you're not riding for me in return, but you're just constantly expecting me to just be there for you and deal with your shit and you never even care to ask about what's going on in my life, then we have a problem. Yeah. I think that, you know, when big events happen, they don't just affect you, but they also affect how you see the lines of your friendship. Mm-hmm. Like I had something pretty big happen to me in May and there are people that I thought I would hear from first that I still haven't heard from to this day. Or they only sent me a one line text message. And it puts things into perspective of like how you viewed your friendship to what it actually is. I'm very sensitive when it comes to friendships because I feel like it's that cliche line, friends are the family you pick. Mm-hmm. So when you get let down in them or, you know, it turns toxic, it's, it's just not healthy. Sometimes I feel like it's worse than actual, like, intimate relationships kind of thing. Yeah. Especially if you've had someone in your life for so long. It's Issa and Molly mm-hmm. or Joan and Tony on Girlfriends. That can be very, very toxic too. And you're hurting yourself in those as much as you hurt yourself in intimate relationships. Well, I would even say, yeah, friendship... Like, your relationships with your friends are such a completely different level of intimacy Mm -hmm. than with a romantic partner because your friends are your fucking life. Like, my Mm -hmm. friends are my absolute life. So when that gets threatened because I feel like I'm not being appreciated or maybe I'm getting called out for not being a good friend, I take that so seriously. Yeah. And for me, I would say back in high school is when I first cut off like a friend I clearly drew a line in the sand Mm -hmm. the same friend who read my fucking diary she and and I just realized foreshadowing foreshadowing (laughs) (laughs) I just realized no you're not being a good friend to me and over the years she would just she was a friend also that my parents were like "Ugh, you're hanging out with her you're going to her Mm -hmm. house she's coming here (laughs) Mm. and I was like leave her alone she's my bestie Mm -hmm. and then in my senior year of high school my parents you know everybody in my family was going through some changes I was going away to college my parents I think were starting to separate and I was dealing with so much shit and she never once asked me if I was okay she Mm. never once asked me if anything new was going on in my life. It was just about her and her problems and her shit. And she got a boyfriend and he was toxic. And it was just all about her. So one day I literally was sitting, she sat maybe like diagonally from me in one of the classrooms. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to just turn my back and I'm just not, mm. <laughs> just not going to look back at her. Yeah. And I, it's literally what I did. And I eventually told her, you know what? You're not being a good friend to me. So yeah. I don't really want to see you anymore. And I even Mm -hmm. saw her mom and her mom, I saw her out somewhere and she said, well, what happened? And I said, your daughter just isn't a good friend. I read her, I read this woman's daughter to Phil. Really? Yeah. I Mm -hmm. said, your daughter's not a good friend to me and Mm -hmm. therefore I will not be hanging out with her. And I know I really wish the best for you. And if you ever want to go to Panera (laughs) and get a coffee, and pay for it. And pay for it. We absolutely can do that. But no, I will not be hanging out with your daughter. Yeah. Because at that age, I really understood, like, the meaning of boundaries. Mm-hmm. 
and she just didn't even care. So I said, yeah. you know what? To protect myself in my space, I have to put this wall up. I got to let you go. Yeah. And that's very important, protecting yourself in your space. The people who, you know, they were your friends, but then like dynamics change. And sometimes you just don't enjoy spending time with them anymore. Yeah. Like it becomes more draining than it should be, especially if this person is someone who like you value them. But like sometimes you don't, you don't even like yourself when you're with them. You feel like you change into a completely different person. Yeah. One time I was hanging out with some friends and you know I hadn't seen them in a while and I and I was excited at first but all of a sudden it just became gang on Nika day and I didn't understand where it was coming from so I was snappy and sending everything that I was getting right back and at when I left I just felt just so drained and gross. I was because I don't like being that person. But, but then it goes back to: Am I too open? Am I too nice to everyone that they think like they could treat me that way? And so I have to attack in order to like stand my ground. But why would you want to be around people you feel that way with? Yeah. And so I just didn't talk to them or go see them for almost a year, honestly. <laughs> and I felt great. And the next time I did see them. We didn't really have much to talk about and, you know, neither of us need to put any more effort into this. Like, it can just be done. It doesn't have to be, like, this whole light show. Some people just drift apart and that's just that. Yeah. And that doesn't go to say, I have friendships where I don't talk to somebody for months and then when we do, I feel like I'm right back in high school and we're just, like, gossiping and having fun. I have a lot of those friendships where I don't speak to people for weeks, months, but that doesn't mean our dynamic and who we are. Yeah. there at least have changed. Yeah. Sometimes that is a good thing. My best friend of literally 20 years, we probably go a couple days without talking, sometimes weeks, but Mm -hmm. then we're we're always like, yo girl, did you see this shit? Like we always fall right back into place. And those are the type of friendships. I'd rather have a ton of those than people in my corner just being shitty and being toxic and not... Mm -hmm worrying about me as a person you know yeah I know day or night no matter what time it is if I call my bestie she's gonna pick up she's right there for me no matter Mm -hmm. what same I have a handful of them we're all going through it right now I feel like even before this no one could really get me out of the house and now I'm just like what did you just invite me to (laughs) are you crazy (laughs) I'm not going to your graduation party Right? I was just like, sometimes it just honestly still brings a shock. I'm just like, people are dying, Kim. I'm not going birthday party. Yeah, I think it's important to, like we said, protect yourself and what's going to make you feel happy. And sometimes cutting off a friendship is the only way that's possible. And Mm -hmm. it's usually for the best. And also taking breaks from friends. I've had a couple of breaks Mm -hmm. where I wasn't friends with somebody because I felt like they weren't who they said that they were. They were. But at that point, do you need a break or should you just cut it off? At that point, it wasn't serious enough for me to be like, I don't ever want to see this person again. Mm. But also in the back of my head, I do keep tabs because a Taurus never fucking forgets. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? you think that you're more lenient with friendships than you are with intimate relationships when things um, go wrong or you notice this is this isn't for me this is a bit toxic I think now I am better with voicing those issues I think I, in the past I would have just kept those to myself and mm-hmm. been like mm-hmm, check check like <laughs> doing like tallies of yeah all these fractions that have happened against me. But now I will a thousand percent call my friend out if they're being Mm -hmm. out their face. And sometimes I'll just be like, you know what? I'll just talk to them in a few weeks. I don't actually have to say anything to this person. Mm -hmm. It depends on how much I really love and care about them. Yeah. Like I know there's some people that like, yeah, I might be like shitty with texting and stuff like that. Because it's not, I don't read it because I hate that notification on my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate the red circle of my text messages. I'm like, no, these all need to be opened. But I might not <laughs> answer. 
<laughs> but there's some people that they know when I'm pissed because I won't answer them for days. So I, I have different dynamics in all my friendships. Some, you know, take months before we do speak again. Some take weeks. Some people I speak to on a daily. So if I don't answer them, <laughs> they know that I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> All right, good. I'll know to look out for that. <laughs> you know, they've stepped in it and they know. <laughs> and my petty Leo ass is waiting for an apology. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I can't even imagine, like apologizing to a Leo. It's just a lot of, is it a lot of compliments and self-deprecation? There wasn't enough groveling for me. Is that what you usually do for these other signs? Not to me. Oh, you're trying to apologize to me? Well, I'm not actually even thinking about you anymore. I'm sorry. There's there's no drizzly order to my house? So was this even valid? I think not. <laughs> uh, do you think you've ever been a toxic friend? I'm a great friend. <laughs> I mean, not that I know of. Not that I know of. I feel like, nah. My parents have always said I'm a very empathetic person. So I feel like when I was younger, a lot of people would do or say something to me and I would let it go more often than not. And when I finally grew out of that, I do have a temper. And I feel like because, you know, I'm naturally just like, hey guys, I'm blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I have a lot of people tell me that I have too many friends and I'm friends with everybody. And it's like, all because I'm saying hi to people, these can be acquaintances, but I'm not. Some people act like an ass just to be an ass. Yeah. And to me, that doesn't make any sense. That's too much energy to just want to be a dick right off the bat because you think it's cool and it's part of this persona you think you have of yourself. Like, I'm never going to be like that. That's just not who I am. I'm not saying that I trust everybody right off the bat, but if someone's saying hi to me or introducing themselves, I'm not going to be a dick. That just doesn't make any sense to me. It never has. Like, I just feel like until you give me a reason to, I don't, I feel like I have a pretty good like sense of we won't click, we will click kind of thing. And so I won't really talk to you if I feel like we're not going to click. I'm not going to be outrightly rude to you, but why would I put more energy into something that just isn't going to go well? And so most of my friendships that I've had for a really long time, we just, we've been very, very solid. I don't even think I've gone into really big fights with friends probably like twice I want to say and you know I'm up in my years so <laughs> I feel like there's probably been two really big fights where I stopped talking to the person but for the most part like I get a feeling right away and I just separate myself from a situation there never really needs to be like a blowout or me doing something that is toxic because I'm just like ew you don't have time for that what about you? I feel like now I'm more of a, I live on more of an awareness with my actions. I think when I was in my past relationship, I definitely didn't nurture my friendships as much as I should have, but that's because like I was in some toxic shit myself. Yeah. And I feel like now I'm more in tune with trying to always be a good friend and reaching out to those people. I'm the worst texter in the fucking world. That's on me. That's And it's because I also think I'm so crazy that I will respond in my head or I'll respond mm. and write it out and I'll never send it. That's a natural thing. Don't put yourself down for that girl. It happens. God, I do it all <laughs> the time. But yeah, I think definitely in my later 20s, I've just become more aware of, yeah, the people who matter to me and the people that I care to cultivate and to grow these relationships. Mm -hmm. I feel like my friendships now are much deeper than they've ever been. Yeah. And I had to do some like growing yeah, I myself. Can, I can feel that. Yeah. I mean, even us, mm -hmm. like as long as we've known each other, I feel like within the past year, maybe less, we've really been like, Hey girl, I love yeah. you. Yeah. I love you. Girl. Nah, that's real. But it's I was, real, I've yeah. been telling people that, oh, what made you do this with Kelsey? No, we just clicked, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, we've known each other for like four years. Yeah. And it's, it's been this past year that we we're just like, we're homies. And even when we would see each other, you know, after we had gone different career paths, like 
every time I saw you, I'm like, oh, this is my girl. This is my absolutely yeah. girl. And we would always pick up from where we left off. Mm. But when we decided to come on this podcast journey together, we were like, oh my God, we're like friend friends. Yeah. There's some people you just click with. That's another thing. Length of a friendship doesn't really mean anything. The longevity of it does not mean that they are a better friend to you than someone you just met maybe six months ago can be to you. Yeah. And I feel like people confuse that. They're like, well, we've known each other since pre-K. That doesn't mean anything. A toxic friendship is a toxic friendship. Just like when you're dating somebody. Oh, but we put so much time into this already. I had to learn that myself because I was like that with my first relationship. I'm just like, I put so much time into this. Like I wanted to work. The longevity of the situation and how much time you put into something does not equate to how good that thing is for you. Absolutely. Have to agree. Same thing. I was in a shitty situation for four and a half years. Mm -hmm. And then like I got out of it and then, yeah, I went on a couple dates. I'm like, oh my God, wait, no. Oh my God, we're having fun. Oh my God, I'm laughing. (laughs) I'm not deep in despair and in my feelings. That's crazy. Wow. I didn't know life could be like this. (laughs) truly nuts (laughs) but yeah I think just surround yourself with people who make you feel good and who challenge you to be the best version of yourself and that goes for any type of relationship that you do have not just friendships and that's it guys that wraps up this episode of talk to us nice thank you guys for listening in once more we finally reached 500 downloads we are so excited we just passed our month anniversary which is just crazy to me And, you know, we just, we love doing this. We love hearing your input. Thank you so much for emailing us. Email us more topics that you want us to talk about and chat about. Follow us on Talk To Us Nice Podcast on Instagram. And anything else you want to hear, just email us at talktousnice at gmail.com. Looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Bye. See ya. See ya.